The Twins beat the Red Sox for their fifth straight win. It's a huge night for Nick Gordon and the Twins offense. They are alive. We're going to break it all down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Tuesday, August 30th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Brandon, Twins, huge night offensively. That's five straight wins and a great night for Nick Gordon. You had to get that last one in there, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I got an invite on Thursday to go meet Nick Gordon at the State Fair with Henry Lake. So we'll see if that one takes off. But again, yeah, kind of a strange outing by the starter, but the Twins offense does enough. The bullpen picks up the slack and then some. And just a terrific all-around job. The Twins have now won the season series legitimately, technically, finally, even no matter what happens tomorrow on getaway day, the Twins have won four of a possible, um, they have a a four of a possible six guaranteed. It could be five of six with a win over Michael Walker tomorrow. But yeah, the Twins are taking advantage of the teams that they need to be right now. I think they're 13 and six at home this month. We'd been talking about, how pivotal this month would be at home with all these home games. The Twins are 40 and 28 at home right now. This is exactly what the doctor ordered. Certainly the Orioles did not do a favor for the Twins against the Guardians tonight. But again, just keep moving in the forward direction and good things will happen. 67 and 61, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, uh, really hard to bring any negatives out of this one. And yes, of course, Nick Gordon (laughs) had a very, very good game. And I'm uh, we're, we're going to try get unblocked by him on Twitter for those who are wondering what's going on here. <laughs> Gary Sanchez also hit a tank. Gary coming along offensively for the Twins would be a monstrous development as we uh, we move down the stretch. Well, I think we forget too when Mitch Garver won the Silver Slugger in 2019, he was going shot for shot with Gary Sanchez. This is not a guy who can't heat up and carry an offense for two, three weeks. Really nice offensive uh, night for him, and really everyone other than Celestino and Kepler with hits. It's uh, It was a team effort. We lost you for just a second, but I'm sure what you said was, ah. was amazing. <laughs> Your brother Cody says Archer pitched too long. The thing is it usually falls apart so quickly for him yeah. that it's almost like how do you even – I mean, you can see it coming sometimes, but sometimes he's rolling like a lot of times this year – He's been rolling, and then all, you're rolling until you're not. We hear it all the time, and that's part of why they pull guys you know, earlier than, than a lot of people prefer. When you're rolling until you're not, and he was rolling until he wasn't tonight. Well, it's kind of like that seeing the, the best winning streak or whatever is tomorrow's starter. And, yeah, you're injury-prone until you're not. You are all of these things until you're not. The offense is on a cold streak. 
until you're hot or you are hot until someone comes in and three hits you on a shutout. So I know we like to say offense is contagious and all that stuff. And it's, um, it's an easy way to fill column inches and digital spill digital ink, but it's just, to me, um, it's baseball. And you just got to kind of look at it that and say, the things we can explain are what make this game great. And, you know, Archer, he has these moments where he looks like he's cruising. He's hitting 91 on the gun with his slider, not his fastball, his slider. And then at the same time, you're just wondering when the next, the other shoe is going to fall. And so is there a future role for a guy who is, uh, instead of five and dive three and flee? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I just coined something there, uh, three and flee for uh, Chris Archer. We'll see. But I don't know, man. I mean, his stuff looked pretty good. It, fastball was popping. It just uh, it unraveled quickly, and it can happen against a, an offense like this in uh, in the Boston Red Sox. The depth of the bullpen now helps make up for starts like that. When earlier no. in the year, like that was hard to make up for because they just they couldn't fill those innings on the back end. The moment for me tonight was striking out JD Martinez. There, uh, I believe that was the top of the fifth. The Red Sox had taken a five or a four three lead, and Fulmer struck out Martinez. But that was when the game was kind of shifting. And what we've seen for the Twins the last couple of months is when that game shifts, it continues to tumble that way. And they give up those extra runs. The offense shuts down. But tonight, and what we've seen on this five-game winning streak, is when the game starts to flip, they, they stop, they slow down, and they find a way. And they've come back. I think they've come back in four straight games to win. Right. Do you stop the bleeding or do you find another, <laughs> to get gross, uh, another scab that gets picked <laughs> and starts bleeding as well? And that goes two ways because you can stop the bleeding with your bullpen, which we saw, I think in the early part of August, but your offense has to pick up the slack from there. Right. You know, you have to hit that, that groove and then bounce back up. And we were not seeing that. And we were seeing frustrating play plate appearance after frustrating play appearance, guys getting to two strikes and hitting a lazy pop-up or swinging through a pitch that they ordinarily would drive. Um, you know, I think Max Kepler was at the forefront of that. And so, yeah, just kind of seeing how that's come full circle here with, you know, they're down four or three about two weeks ago. You'd think, all right, well, this one's over. I may as well go do something else. And in this case, you know, Nick Gordon um, hits the salami drives in six runs tonight, but uh, really picks the team up there. And you just, you can't say enough about how this offense as shorthanded as they've been lately has turned back into a capable, um, capable unit of scoring runs. They either would have not scored with the bases loaded and one out there, or they would have just gotten one on a sack fly. Like that's how it's been yep. the last couple of weeks for them, and it would have been four four. But I think I've really pushed this point, and you have at certain times as well. They missed that big swing for so long. Just the big swing, the big three run homer, or the bases clearing double we saw from Geo last night. They're finally getting the big swings with runners on base, and that's just something that disappeared for a long time. Well, and refresh my memory, how many of these last five wins have featured Byron Buxton in the lineup? None. You know, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that they're better without him, but we just get so focused on who's in, who's out, whatever. These are all big leaguers that can all capitalize when given the opportunity. Jake Cave with the moonshot home run tonight. Um, I feel like calling it a moonshot makes it sound like it was a huge bomb, but no, literally scraping moon dust. But um, guys answering the call and just doing a tremendous job when called upon when guys like Buxton are out. And it, it, you would expect the Twins to only be that much better when Buxton is back. And hopefully Trevor Larnick is back. 
and any number of other guys either pitching or on the offensive side. But for now, they're rolling with who they've got, and that's certainly not a bad thing. I didn't expect... I didn't really expect the Twins to just clearly look like a better team than the Red Sox, but they have. You know, they split in those four at Fenway at the beginning of the year. The Red Sox, you know, are pretty healthy at that time. Now they're pretty beaten down, and, and their season is coming to a close here at the end of August. But that's a season series win, as you mentioned, Brandon, against the Red Sox. That's a season series win against Seattle, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Boston. I'm missing. I'm sure I'm at Baltimore. So everybody who's even in the semblance of the wild card race besides Cleveland They've had the series win over Chicago as well. They have the season series edge, which could come back into play, but it feels like because they're chasing three teams in the wild card, their best chance still remains within the division. And they have enough head-to-head games with Cleveland right. to really make them matter down the stretch. So I think all you can ask for as we head into this final month, I know you and I got one more game before we talk about September and call-ups and all that stuff. But to have entertaining baseball on the eve of September is all you can ask for, unless you're a fan of the Dodgers who are 50 games over 500, and there's absolutely no suspense whatsoever. That'd be nice, too. That'd be nice, too. Yeah, I mean, but don't take it for granted. You know, we, we all talked about how much the Twins needed an ace in 2010, and then they didn't make the playoffs or make any noise. I mean, technically not since then even. But, um, you know, enjoy the good times because the bad ones aren't far off in baseball. And we sit in it for six months uh, in the offseason. So Revel in it. Yep. Yes. Enjoy it. And I, I, I just have this feeling we're going to be disappointed by the Vikings this year. I don't know why I feel that way. But, yes, enjoy this oh. period from the Twins. What's the definition of insanity again? Isn't it um, <laughs> it's, uh, doing the same thing but expecting a different result? So, yes. yeah, yeah, I mean, same deal there with the Vikings. Get excited when they beat the Packers. Get excited when they do whatever in the regular season. And then everything else is icing on the cake once the regular season is over. Same result for the Twins for five in a row. Wins, five wins in a row. They're six games above 500. Brandon, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for coming in. Hawk 2K says it's nice to see us winning. Let's keep doing that. We need to keep sure. it up. Yes, absolutely. I'm in. Going for the sweep tomorrow. That'd be a 6-0 and homestand for the Twins. Uh, Joe Ryan, Michael Waka. We'll see you then. Brandon, thank you. Enjoy your night, sir. And as always, folks, go Twins.